Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, this is Daniel Hathaway, and this is Drummer Daily. Welcome back. This is episode number 168. Hey, it would help me out so much if you could take five minutes out of your day, maybe even right now, go to danielhathaway.com slash 168, and right underneath the player for this podcast episode, you will find a link to a five-minute survey that will just help me learn a little bit more about you and what you do and don't like about this podcast and will help me continue to make this podcast, but not only make it, but make it in a way that you enjoy and that you want to hear. So again, go to danielhadaway.com slash 168 and click on the survey link underneath the player and take five minutes to fill out a survey that'll help me so, so much. I really appreciate it. Hey, so today we're going to follow up on yesterday's episode. Now, yesterday we talked a little bit about playing and hitting the, the center of the drum head. So if you missed out on that, you can go to danielhadaway.com slash 167 and check that episode out. But these two episodes are not necessarily, they don't have to be listened to in any kind of order. So hang with me here. Don't, don't go there right now. Stick with me. Uh, so today I wanted to... Uh, give you another tip about playing. And now yesterday was something that's very practical, very pragmatic. It was if if you're not doing this thing, then you need to work on it. Today is not so much a, um, it's not so much, it's not so hardcore as yesterday. I'll say that. So today I I get a lot of questions. And again, this is when I do one-on-one teaching sessions with drummers. I get a lot of questions about how I play the kick drum. And now I do want to say that there's, this is not, uh, if you watch me play, uh, like you know, my Instagram videos or whatever, if you watch me play the drums, uh, there's not you're not going to uh, be blown away by my speed or anything significantly, you know, earth shattering. Um, and so the questions that I get about my playing are more about the, my ability to be consistent with volume. Um, I have what many might consider to be a heavy foot, meaning that my kick drum is, I play it pretty good and hard um, and solid. And I actually think that's a, that's a crucial part of my own, my unique sound is my heavy kick drum foot. Um, but that doesn't always work for everyone. That's just my own sound. And again, uh, like we talked about yesterday, I have worked hard to have control over that where I, if I don't need to use that heavy kick drum foot, I can, uh, I cannot use it as well. I don't just do anything by habit. But um, I do want to uh, tell you a little bit about how I approach playing the kick drum uh, from a physical standpoint, because I think that uh, it has contributed to my um, ability to avoid getting injured uh, through like repetitive strain injury or anything like that. 
um, and also has contributed to my ability to kind of control and play a little more musically with my kick drum foot, which is something a lot of people overlook. A lot of times people think about hitting the kick drum, they think either I'm hitting it or I don't. Now, uh, so the first thing I want to tell you is that I play heel up, meaning my foot does, my heel does not touch the base, the, the plate, the kick plate, or whatever you call that, the foot plate on the kick drum pedal um, when I play. My heel is up. And uh, I, I've been surprised actually in working with drummers how many drummers play heel down. The problem with playing heel down, in my opinion, is that you are relying on the strength of your ankle basically to give you all of the power and uh, movement in your kick drum playing. And honestly, you can't play that loud just with your ankle, um, unless you have some kind of really long kick drum pedal or something. There's just not enough, there's just not enough leverage on the kick drum pedal, um, that way to get a lot of power. So I like to approach my kick drum playing really the same way that anyone would approach holding a drumstick with our hand. So I like to draw a parallel between the parts of my foot and my leg and the parts of my arm and my hand. So for example, I think of my toes playing the same role in my kick drum foot as my fingers play when I'm holding a drumstick. And I think of, uh, you know, my foot and the ball of my foot like the palm of my hand. I think of my ankle playing the same role in my kick drum playing that my wrist would play in, uh, you know, playing a, uh, playing on the snare drum or the hi-hat or whatever with my hands in the same way I think of my, 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 uh, calf being my forearm and my knee being my elbow all the way up the whole path of movement for my kick drum. I think about that the same way that I think about playing with my hands. So what that means is I have to incorporate all those parts of my foot and my ankle and my leg into my drumming. So I'm kind of looking at my foot while I'm describing this to you. Uh, So uh, the way I can describe to you how I play my kick drum is like this. If you're sitting in a chair, put put your toes on the ground, put your whole foot flat on the ground. Now, I'm keeping your toes and the, um, I'd say the ball of your foot, the, the, the bone that's just below your toes, keeping that on the ground, lift up your heel. So your foot's kind of pointed at the ground, but your, but your, um, your toes are kind of bent back a little bit to rest on the ground, but your heel is up. Now, when you're at that point, I want you to lift your whole leg up so that your toes come off the ground, but your foot is still angled. And then push down where just your toes, that same bent part of your foot, is uh, is striking the ground again. And then if you were to move your ankle and push down forward with your ankle so that you're almost kind of like tapping your toes on the ground without your heel hitting the ground, that's the movement that I make to play the kick drum. And what that allows me to do is for the big powerful hits, I move my whole leg. For the little in, uh, intricate little uh, in-between passing notes or pickup notes or the little like 16th like da-da-doom, da-da-doom, the little da-da, the little short notes, I use just my ankle and my toes. Um, but then for the bigger notes, I use my whole leg. So it allows me to have control over my playing the same way that I would have control over my hands. Now, this isn't something that you're just going to get right away. Um, but it's something that if you work towards, it can be helpful. Now, again, I'm not telling you if you don't play this way that you're playing wrong or that you should change. 
uh, I like I like to try everything though and see what works and doesn't work. So I would encourage you to try this and say, you know what, I see there's something there I'm going to keep working on. Or you can try it and say, you know what, this isn't working for me. This is pretty awful. I don't know what Daniel's thinking. This is weird. Um, either way works for me. Um, but I do just want to say that doing this allows me to have a lot of control, but it also allows me to, in certain kick drum situations, there's another question people always say, do you bury the bass drum beater in the, in the head? So in other words, do you leave the beater on the head or do you pick it up off the head when you hit the bass drum or the kick drum every time? And my answer is I do it either way, depending on the situation, the song, the sound of the drum, I choose. I actually don't do it one way or the other 100% of the time. I actually do choose. And this method of playing a kick drum does allow me, a much, I think, much more flexibility in being able to do that because it's, it's, there's a lot more moving parts, but it means I have a lot more choice in what I do. But again, you can't do any of this stuff if you're not aware of your playing and you're not exercising control over your, over your own playing. In other words, uh, that's the goal with all of this stuff. Like I mentioned yesterday in the podcast, the goal with this is not to become perfe- uh, perfect or uh, a machine or a robot and overly you know, mechanical sounding or too perfect. The goal is to have ultimate control over everything we do so that we are able to be musical in our drumming. So I hope that helps you out. Send me an email if my, uh, if my description is not accurate uh, or is really confusing as, as far as how I play my kick drum. Uh, let me know and I'll, maybe I'll post a video or something trying to, to show it a little bit better. Um, and also, don't forget about the survey that I mentioned earlier. If you go to danielhadaway.com slash 168, fill that out. Like I said, super fast, super helpful. And I will look forward to seeing what you guys have to say about the podcast. All right, thanks for joining me, and we'll talk again real soon. Bye for now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.